it's a little extra Lambo. Coming to you from the Palatial Podcast Studios right here, Spokane, Washington. Today's guest, we have on NV Amber off of TikTok. So search at NV Amber. And she's got, she's on number 11 right now. It's account warning. So she'll be on 12 here before you know it. But she does have a couple accounts within there. Also, she is on Instagram, NV Amber 70. And search for her. She'll, great content. She promotes Freedom Sticks. She promotes Three Rows. She promotes Packing Patriot. She promotes a lot of other people on there. Great content creators. Amber is one of those. Um, we have a great show. We talk about uh, the election coming up. We talk about kind of what what is going on with how how she's feeling with with what's going on today. Uh, we have a 9-11 story that we touch with that involves her grandfather. And it kind of runs in the same line as when we had Packing Patriot on. And the more I dive into this, and you all know my story. You all know my story. You all know why I do not want to touch it. You don't. It's just that mind. You've got to jump over that bridge to dive yourself into the river of corruption. And it, it's it's coming along. So one of these days we're going to have a show uh, about 9-11 and we're just going to open up the vault and, and talk about all the theories and talk about all the data and talk about all the truth. So that that show is is coming up. And I think if you go back and listen through my link tree, you know what I did last year for the New Year's Eve show. That was the, the catfish story. I, I go back and listen to that that show. It is, number one, it's unbelievable. Number two, it is true. And number three, I don't know. I've, I've been told that, that you should do more with that story. Like a book should be written or a little, you know, a short little film should be written. It is, it's fucking crazy. But so this year... I might do a 9/11 for New Year's Eve. I uh, that the more I think about it, the more I I keep saying when when am I going to do this? I think that might be the perfect time just to just to do it. Hopefully we get there. Hopefully nothing happens with the election. Hopefully nothing happens with with the EMP, the the power grid with, you know, everything else. Hopefully everything just stays normal. Hope for the or plan for the worst, hope for the best. So that's where we're at. But we have uh, MV Amber, Nevada Amber. She is our guest today um, from the female perspective. And it's it's great to have that side of the coin. Um, we talk about her area and we talk about what's going on. And it's a it's a great it's a great show. You'll enjoy it. Um, coming up here, I know I will be down in Arizona uh, here at the end of October. And I'm hoping that the people down in that Scottsdale area um, I've already got a couple that have reached out saying they are down in that area. So I'm hoping to, uh, meet up with them. I still am a little unsure of our schedule so that uh, they, and they they know all about that. If you're in that Scottsdale area, you want to meet up for a drink, shoot me a message and, and we'll, we'll see if we can connect. So I think that'd be pretty cool. Get a couple of pictures taken for the, for the scrapbook, but um, I'm down just to meet new people and uh, everybody else that like-minded and share a drink. So shoot me a message and let's see if we can't get together for a drink, but that's going to be fun. So I got that coming up. I don't know if I'm going to get a show in at that time. 
I know in years past with the Hotcast One, I have taken all of my equipment down, but we've talked baseball. We've talked baseball. We've talked travel. Uh, we've talked to Larry Colbert, my buddy from Atlanta. He's a chef. That was a great show. And that's on the Hotcast One. Maybe I'll maybe I'll I'll bring that up. Hmm. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll I'll do that in place of a show because I know I won't be able to record that week. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be too busy, and I don't want to I don't want to record a show now to place then because on the timeline, as fast as everything changes, we we all know that it goes way too fast. So I think I might I might play that show. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it uh, out of the vault, and I'm gonna play Larry Cole. Larry Colbert from Atlanta, Georgia. Awesome dude. Uh, we met him down in Arizona. He's from Atlanta. And great all-around guy. Great chef. And, yeah, just a good dude. So I might, I'm might i going to play that again. I think that's what I'm going to do. So uh, look for that in three weeks. Two, two weeks, something like that, two or three weeks, but it'll be on there. But another great show, and that comes from the Hotcast One radio podcast. So if you hear... Hotcast One, that's where it's actually coming from. That was my very first podcast uh, with my co-host, Albert Garza. We It was more of a sports, more of a baseball. And then a little extra Lambo is more Red Pill, Red State. And then I have uh, One Pack, Two Pack, the baseball card podcast with my son. He's 12. We talk about baseball cards from back in my day to a pack from today. We open up a pack from, you know, from each era and then we talk about who's in the pack and then that's the show. He has a lot of fun with it. I have a lot of fun with it because that was a passion of mine. That was a love of mine was baseball cards. He has the same thing. And so we get to talk about cards. It's awesome. It's awesome. So if you're a sports card collector, uh, a fan of baseball at all, check out those two shows. Um, we haven't done any hot cast in a long time because of life and schedules and, it's just not, it's not uh, coming together like we thought it was going to. But we got, I don't know, I think we got 70 shows in something like that. So check it out, Hotcast 1, uh, one pack, two pack, the baseball card podcast as well. Um, future shows. I was just looking at my notes here of what we got coming up. Um, I got another show that's scheduled for next Friday. And... I have not, I, I thought I had a schedule, a, sh- a show scheduled with somebody from the Q platform and that has fallen through. So I don't, I don't have that right now. So, but maybe I maybe something will come up, but anyway, uh, that's what I want to do. I want to get that set up and then I, I want to start recording for that new year's Eve show, the nine 11 conspiracy. And, uh, Maybe we'll get Pat Tony on Packing Patriot. Maybe maybe we'll just get all four of them on. We'll just get Mike. We'll get uh, Packing Patriot, Three Rows, Michael Packing Patriot, and Freedom Stick. We'll just get them all on the same show, and I'll just sit back. I'll throw the boots up. I'll drink my whiskey and just let them talk. I think that's going to be the show. And we'll talk nine eleven conspiracy. That's a great. That's a great idea. It's a great idea. My producer's like, how am I going to schedule this? But we'll make it happen. Um, Amber, that's today's show. Uh, please hit that like button, hit the follow button, hit the notification bell up top. My link tree is in all of my bios and, uh, go to my TikTok, Patriot Lambo 3.0, as well as 
at Lambo 4.0, since they won't let me use my name, I had to switch names because TikTok says, no, we can't do that. So I had to change the name. So Lambo 4.0, follow both of those accounts for me and uh, and share the videos, the, the intro videos of, hey, new account. And uh, yeah, so follow all that. Hopefully you like today's show. And uh, this, without further ado, is NV Amber, Nevada Amber. On the air with us right now, we have um, Nevada Amber, NV Amber, where you can find her on TikTok. How are you doing today? I am good. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. We're uh, glad to have you on and have a, a different perspective from the from the guys who are always getting banned there on TikTok. You've gone <laughs> through several several accounts, but not quite the thirty to fifty to seventy accounts being gone. Or have you? I guess I should ask that first. I didn't ask that. No, I'm actually on. Um, I have a count. I'm on eleven. Eleven, 11 right now. 11. Um, part of it, the, the first account I had, I had 25,000 um, plus and um, over 100,000 likes. And I went deep in the Afghan withdrawal. And that's what got me in trouble, apparently, with uh, TikTok. And that's when they, um, and my, that account at that time was a variety of stuff. Um, I mean, it wasn't all political either. And so then um, I had to figure out how to get the account back because I got device banned. Um, And um, luckily I have um, two adult kids that are pretty tech savvy and we uh, found a way around it. And then um, I got a, I got another account and um, uh, my daughter helped me with that one. And and in the meantime, when that one got banned, Hers got banned too. <laughs> a double whammy. So yeah, learn as you go, right? Now, when you're saying a, a device ban, I know Three Rose was telling me about this too. So he's got three or four burner phones. It's when you can't, they won't even let you download TikTok in this case. They won't even let you download TikTok to your phone to use. Is that correct? That is correct. However, for whatever reason with mine, that, that was the initial issue. And then I waited a bit because I was just, I was tired. I, it, it's a lot of work. It really is. And um, it takes time. And if you're editing and you're doing things and adding music. So we waited a little while. But what I did the next time around is we started doing our accounts uh, via emails. And so I just started making emails like crazy. Um, and then I have an app that I use for the emails now. And so far, um, that, that seemed to be the workaround at that time. And this was, shoot, this was last year um, when that took place. So I, I don't know if because I went the email route and didn't do my phone number, um, if that did it or unlocked it. Um, and then I got a VPN, and so whenever I go on TikTok, I always make sure my VPN is on too. Whether that helps or not, I have no idea. I'll have to I'll have to bring that up next time I talk yeah. to Three Rows on what on what he was using, because I know my yeah. very first account I used my phone number, and mm-hmm. then after that it's just been nothing but but dummy email accounts that I you know 
can delete as soon as I'm done with them. So right. that's where that's where the majority of mine are coming from are these these dummy email accounts. Yeah, I actually got um, from Tony back in Patriot. Um, I had asked him, I said, what are you guys using? And he says, well, I'm using this app. And it just throws an email out there because Google actually came back and told me I'd maxed out my Gmail. <laughs> that's what, he, that's <laughs> what they told yeah. uh, Freedom Stick. Yeah, I, they said you can't have any more. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to sit there for five hours and try to figure out how to delete all these stupid emails. The four accounts that I have going right now, um, they I play with TikTok just to see what it's doing. My NVAmber.07 and my NVAmber.07, those two are the most I do stuff on. Um, I will post the same video across the board to see what it does. Um, and it's amazing the difference in the numbers and the views and the no views um, that, that go on. So I just kind of, I just, you know, I just throw a wrench in there and see what it's going to do. And there is absolutely no rhyme or reason to, um, you know, what, which video is going to hit. You know, I, I did a, uh, I screen recorded a video of Tony and the Packing Patriot and then, I just was in the background while he was talking on my 11 account. That is at like 34,000 views, but on my 07 account, I don't even think it's 10,000 yet. Hmm. It makes, it makes no sense. So that's interesting. It's interesting mm-hmm. how TikTok can get that precise when they're going through people's accounts to different videos and select certain ones. I mean, you you posted the same video. You would think it would have the same, number of views because we have have majority are, are the same followers. They're following your backups just to make sure that they stay up with your content. When you lose an account, they should right. have this close right. to the same amount of views. Right. Right. And, and I don't have, I don't, unlike my 08 and my 09 account, they, there's not a whole lot of people on there. My, my 07 has the highest numbers right now. Um, but I don't follow, I think maybe on one account between the four, I think maybe I have 400 people that I follow. I'm just not following back. Sometimes I'll answer. I try to make sure I go through and hit the heart, you know, when I have time and, and try to get those likes up a little bit just to see. But my 04 account has like 57,000 likes right now. And I'm waiting any day now for that to be just taken. I, I am because it's, you get to a certain point and they're like, oh, you're done. Um, I have, there is an nvamber.04 out there. When that account got banned, somebody got it. And whoever's posting on there, that is not me. Um, Because I have all my original content. I always have my face in something, um, whether somebody's talking the whole time or whatever. But I am always in there. Very rarely do I just put a video up without my presence in there one way or another. And, um, I've reported it. I've had other people report it and they come back and say, we see no problem with it. And I'm like, all right, whatever. So, yeah, I, I have that as well. I've got an account that is me. They took my, the picture off of my, actually my Facebook page and created Ah. an, an account. It's only one picture. There's no music. It's just that picture. And Mm -hmm. I don't know why they haven't said Mm -hmm. anything. They haven't reached out to me. It's just, uh, 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 TikTok page with my picture and like I don't know thirty views. Nice. I'm yeah. like, and mine is mine is just like a, a like an emoji, like a, a cartoon character with the little tacos all over it because 
I mean, every day is a good day for a taco. So I just use that in a very generic sense. But, you know, that's that's all I put in there. I know, you know, Freedom Stick and, and Packing Patriot and even Three Rows, they've, they've kind of dialed in their photo a little bit better. I've just left that as mine. And I'm not, you know, I mean, obviously, you're going to know what I look like if you if you get on my page. Yep. So, yeah. What do you, th- why do you think, why do you think they're going after, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm no political leader. I'm not, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a, a mega personality. I'm not out there in, in the front of the masses. I'm just a, a regular single dad paying bills, working, coming back, doing a podcast. And why, why are they messing with me? Why are they messing with Tony? Why are they messing with Mike? Mike's Mike's plumbing down in down in Texas. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like it why? Now I can understand why they're messing with Freedom Stick. He's <laughs> he's he's, you know, 20 plus years as a, you know, federal police officer and all of this knowledge and and he's a vast wealth of a knowledge. That dude, I love that dude. I could talk to him for and hours. And yeah, he, and he's quit. And he walked away. I can yeah. see why they want to mess with him. He's got a message. The rest of us, we're just, we're just people. Why do you think they're attacking right. you? Well, I think for myself, um, it's because I have, I have an opinion. I have a view and it doesn't go with what the societal norms or what people view as the societal norms are right now. Um, we are and have been put in this box over on the right-hand side of these people have lost their minds, they're nuts, we need to be a bird of a feather. And I am not a bird of a feather. I never have been. It's gotten me into trouble numerous times. I mean, open mouth, insert foot, and I'll tell you what, my foot tastes really damn good. And that's an issue. Um, they're, they don't like when we speak the truth and when other people see us or hear us, those people go, holy crap, I think I agree with that. I never thought of it that way. I never looked at it from that angle. And that apparently is dangerous. Um, and if, it, if they view that as danger, then by God, I guess we're dangerous. Um, but I do believe that there's more of us than them. And it's unfortunate that it has to be said that way. Um, but I really do think more of us than them, but at the same time, the us and them, there's a lot in the middle that are too afraid to say, I, I feel this way or I think this way because they just, you know, they're, maybe they're not confrontational. Maybe they don't want to have any issues. Um, but I, I think that because we basically go against the narrative and we have... A, a way to look at it, it's it's white or you know it's white or black there's no gray it either is or it isn't and there's a lot of people that live in the gray and if you can stand on one side or the other and or communicate with people that are you know to, you know to be to agree to disagree um but i i think that that is um that's a threat and it shouldn't be it should be the way all of us should be able to to present ourselves do you think the elections coming up, they're going to try to silence us even more? We all saw the video that, that Tony put out. They're, they're messing with his views mm-hmm. on, on mm-hmm. Instagram. And I, I sometimes feel that, that, that they 
are doing that to, to me. I'm, but sometimes my videos don't get out there the way that they normally do. So I don't, I don't know. I can't speak on that the way that, that, you know, you guys can, or, you know, packing Patriot can, but why do you, do you think that's going to get worse the closer we get to election time? Yeah, I do. I, I, I personally do because they, they have a lot to lose. They really do. Um, I, I think that there will be more censorship and I have a, you know, a thought in the back of my head that, you know, what if the election isn't allowed to happen? Is that even a thing? What I, does it look like? I was just going like? to ask you that. Do you yep, think the election's does, even going to happen? I flip the coin at this point. I, it wouldn't surprise me if they tried to do that. How the United States as a whole or, um, I don't want to say a group, but as a whole would respond to that. I think that that's a big gamble on their part, but it wouldn't surprise me if they tried at this, at this point in time. Um, nothing surprises me. I, I always plan for the worst and hope for the best because then when shit goes sideways, I'm not surprised. I can just sit back and go, okay, let's analyze this for what it is now. And a lot of people don't think like that. Um, and it, it can be harsh. People don't want to hear that truth sometimes because they're, you know, no, it's just everything's good. You know, the, the hills are green and the trees have leaves and it's all golden. And um, I don't I don't look at things that way. And maybe that just has to do with my childhood and chaos. And I don't. And then, like I said, when it comes in like a bat out of hell, I'm just like, all right, I planned for that. I saw that one coming. I called it. And it's not a matter of saying I was right, but it's a matter of that's what I prepared in my brain. That the worst case, the worst case scenario is what there's no election, and if for now, in in that perspective, then what? Yeah, what's the next step after that? Yeah, of when the, yeah. when the election doesn't come, then what? You know, and I think right. that's where that's where a lot of us. You know, we're, we're labeled as conspiracy theorists, but it's not. It's, you're, you're, we're trying to connect the dots. We're trying to plan ahead. We're trying to, you know, let's say the election doesn't go ha- go off. They ha- a, 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 an event has to happen at some point for that election not to happen. Right. So what's the next step after that? That's what we're trying to prepare for. We did it with COVID. We called it from right. the beginning that they were going to put mass mandates. They were going to give us a vaccine. They were going to give us a vaccine passport. They were going to... Uh, cage us up in our houses and then emergency powers that Washington state where I live still has emergency powers. Totally in Nevada. Okay. Oregon let theirs go. Yeah. We might've let, we might, we might have, I don't know. Everything California does our current governor Sisolak does. We know to watch Newsom first and we don't even watch Sisolak because we know within days it's a given. Um, and so we, whatever, whatever happens over there, um, you know, the boy here takes care of and, and, and does the same thing. So, but I don't, you always think, well, what, what worse could they do? <laughs> uh, and that can be a double triple edged sword because there's a lot worse that they could do compared to what they did with COVID. Um, but there's also the machines. There's also, we had issues in Nevada with voting. Um, our little county had issues. We had some fraud, not a ton, um, but again, it, it still happened. And until that gets fixed, and I've heard it said before, 
until you go back to 2020, or I mean, 20, yeah, 2020, unless you get that fixed, that there, there is no future for, you know, the integrity of an election. I think it needs to be one day. I mean, there's other countries that fingerprint, you have one day to come in and fingerprint and do it in person, you know, other than our military, they can do absentee ballots. But, um, I, I think that that, that simplicity needs to come back. I, I, we got our, um, our books in the mail for, you know, mail-in voting and I go in person. Like, I'm not doing it. I will go in person. Even if it's early voting, it's still in person. And your, your vote then counts. And I have, uh, I'm, I'm trying to push Tiffany Smiley here in Washington state over Patty Murray. Patty Murray has been in there for 30 years. She is for Washington, D.C. She's not for Washington state trying to get Patty Murray in there. Or, or I'm sorry, Tiffany Smiley in there. She's a yeah. Republican. So I made a post on Facebook and I have a friend mm-hmm. of mine who I'm, I'm not going to say his name, but I have a friend of mine who just doesn't believe that there was ever any election fraud. He doesn't believe that there was any ballot tampering. He doesn't believe that there was uh, the machine tampering, that they were hacked. He doesn't believe in any of that. His last, so then he asked me, where, you know, where's the proof? What proof do you have? I said, well, in Arizona, they're, they've decertified. They have mm-hmm. courses, they have cases in the courts right now of people who have admitted to the fraud. And I told him about 2000 mules, you know, just going mm-hmm. through. And his response was this, is this a movie? Those who committed voter fraud should be cr- prosecuted. I would research mm-hmm. how many were Republicans and or Democrats. And no, it is not enough to sway any election. They're saying that this in 20, in 2020, there's over a million votes yeah that could definitely sway an election and then he laughs he said he said you cannot hack something that is not hooked up to the server correct in wisconsin they were hooked up to the servers that's the issue Mm -hmm. he said you've got to give me more he said nothing is more scary than a person who lives in make-believe land and believes everything he sees or wants to i I don't know how you have a discussion with somebody like that who doesn't believe what is actually being reported? Those those machines were hooked up. That's the problem. Yep. That's why they're in court. Right. Well, and the other thing too, if if people, you have to, you, well, you you need to have an open mind, and you need to, you know, not everything. There are people that go to prison for less than show me the actual proof. Um, the fact that it was even questioned should be enough to get it looked at. Um, 2000 mules, they were saying, now oh, this is a bunch, you know, it's a bunch of shit. It's bogus. Um, you can't use the geo tracking that they have. That's not, you know, um, what do they say? Precise. And I'm like, okay, well, what do you think they did to the January 6th people? Hello? It does work. And they came up with it. But because the mainstream media does not, um, put that out there, you know, when people are sitting there having their snacks and eating their dinner every night, like zombies in front of the TV, the whole propaganda machine is, is seriously enacted in our country, in my opinion. Um, I do digging around. Maybe some people just don't have enough time for that. But the fact that it was even questioned, the fact that they stopped counting in the middle of the night, when has that ever happened? Has it? If it has, tell me because I don't know about it. 
Yeah. Not that I should, but I, I just don't know. Has that ever happened? And um, I think that their whole, in 2016, when Trump won, that just screwed the pooch on every single plan that they had. I really believe that. They had a plan, and they just knew Hillary was a shoe-in. And Trump came in, and I like Trump. Now, I, I try to look at the best candidate for the job, what they have, what they've done, what's their voting record. I look at all that. I don't always vote red straight down the ticket. But I liked Trump because <laughs> he's a shit stirrer. He really is. And that intrigues me because he's not in, he might be with certain businesses and decisions he's made and, you know, he's, he's made his money because he's smart, but he's not in league with them. And if he is, then I'll eat crow and admit it later on, on another day. Mm -hmm. Um, But I really think that their agenda was totally, it just absolutely was an atomic bomb right in front of their face when that took place. And then they were like, oh shit. Now he gets to see all these things and not being, you know, he's for the people. He didn't do anything to show me anything otherwise. Um, In in any of his actions or the things that he changed, the border, you name it. And um, I think, in my opinion, COVID has been there. And I think that that was going to come into play when Hillary was in office. But they had to throw it in sooner because he got in. That's what I think. But I, who knows? I'm just a fire wife of two kids and I've been married 28 years in Nevada. I believe I the same thing. Because you, yeah. you go through and you watch the, the news that night when they're reading off all of the election results. And on, you know, CNN's always the one that stands out because they've got, mm-hmm. I think there was six people in that panel and they're all, they are, they're already popping champagne. They're already eating cake. They're already, yeah, you know, Hillary's going to be it. Hillary's our girl. And you just see the entire room just falling and they don't know what to do. They don't, it, oh, Trump won again. Trump Trump right. won again, and you just see the demeanor and the life of this room fall out. Like, our what is going on here? Mm-hmm. And then I, I, and the same thing when it comes to our our elected officials. I don't believe I thought they. I think they thought Hillary was a shoe in as well. It, it, our yeah. plan is is still a go. Hillary's going to get in. It'll just it'll just keep that Obama clock running. Yeah, business as usual. Business as usual. They disappeared for a week. Yeah. They had to they had to reorganize. And mm-hmm. then that's when the, you know, the, the the Russian collusion and all of this other bullshit that came out because that right. was the that was the only thing that they had. They had the tampering before, they had the spying mm-hmm. before. Well, now we've got to feed off of that and we already know it Hillary is the one that pushed it. Oh yeah. Hillary's the one that gave the permission to run that report through the FBI agent. I can't think of his name and right now in front of me. Yeah, I can't either. Was that the one that it just came out that he was offered a million dollars for info uh, that had the dossier? No, I think that was another guy. Dossier. Okay, yeah, that just I just heard about that uh, yesterday. And I was like, wow, it just it just keeps dropping. But when that stuff keeps dropping, it seems like us and other like-minded people were like, well, you know, pretty much what the fuck, but nobody else picks it up. 
And I mean, we live in a very conservative county, and for that, I'm thankful. Um, but I, I just can't, I just don't know how people don't see it. It makes, I just want to, you know, slap them on the forehead and go, to, <laughs> hello. Yeah. And, you know, but yeah, it, to me, it's, it's, it's mind boggling. But I, I do think that that really, that moment in time, they just imploded. They deflated. They didn't know what to do. And they had to get creative and get creative quick. And they already had all the players in place. But I think they were taking the, their time on that rollout. And now all of a sudden, you got Fauci spewing, oh, there's going to be a pandemic. And, you know, well, how did you know? Some of this stuff was pat- patented, I think, back in 2008. Uh, the COVID-19, long- COVID the, the vaccine was produced in 2019. Before right, it even but I came think out. There was, but I thought there was some COVID stuff that took place and things that were patented years prior. I could be wrong. Like, you know, don't come at me if I am. But, you know, that, but there, there was other things that were there. And, um, and now you got, you know, like today, I'm seeing videos on the, the, the European Union going, they lied to us. They have this and they have this and they have that. And it's just like, you have to think for yourself. You can't, you have to, you know, look at everything as, suspect everything, everything, question everything. And if you are right, then fine, you're no worse for the wear. But if you're wrong, what do you need to do to protect you and yours? Because that's what it's going to come down to, you and yours. I mean, we, you know, our daughter at the time had a state job and we told her, do you not get it? We will do what we need to do to protect you. We will get things on file. But if it comes to it and you have to walk away from your job, we got you. That's when the family, the whole unity part needs to come in and make the better choice. And um, the same for my husband. And um, it didn't come to that, thankfully. Um, but we were prepared to just be like, no, not going to happen. We're not doing it. So that, that's how we that's how we handled the situation. I need everybody who is listening to go to the pissedoffpatriots.com, get yourself 20% off your first order, and get yourself the scent of freedom. Choose from wax melts, candles, the Patriot bars to create the ultimate smell of freedom in your home. But there's more. More freedom. Get your exclusive Mr. Freedom Stick line of scents and clean cotton wipes. The Pissed Off Patriots, Christina and Nicole, Find them on TikTok and Facebook, as well as their website, thepissedoffpatriots.com. That's weird. More, more data is coming out, like you had just said. The European Union, the council there, they were talking about this vaccine protecting, protecting against transmission. The lady mm-hmm. says, no, we never even tried testing for it. Laughing they never, while she said it. Yeah. Like it was a joke. Yeah. Like yeah. everybody knows this. Duh. Yeah. Every yeah. animal that they tr- that they tested this on during the trial phase died. Right. And then it's, right. well, let's just put it on to the humans. Mm-hmm. But because nobody wants this, to ask these questions. No. Well, and they're hoping, it, you know, again, in my opinion, that whatever takes place over in Europe, and, and you know, realistically, they are so much further advanced. With their with their medicine and things that they allow, things that they don't put in food, things that they you know that type of thing than we are, and 
I think that with them coming out with certain things, what's happening right now is it's called they're saving their ass. So people are saving their asses by like that lady going, ha ha, no. Well, where was she when she knew that was the case, but didn't say anything back then? Because now there might be um, some people that are going to be held accountable and, and, you know, we always know the, the low end of the totem pole usually is the one that gets rolled downhill. Um, and so I, I, I think that that's what's happening. So I think we're going to see more of it. You were talking just, just a second ago that the, everything was going on in Europe first. I have not heard of anything going on in Israel. Israel yeah. is 97% vaccinated. We're hearing all of these stories in China. We're hearing all these mm-hmm. stories here in the U.S. of people just suddenly dying. I have heard nothing about Israel. What is going on in Israel that they're not telling us? Because I, I or, highly doubt that not, everybody's healthy, nothing is going on, people aren't dying suddenly. What's going on hmm. in Israel? Well, that I don't have an answer to. However, if it is going on, why are they suppressing it? What, what, is, what, what are they getting? I mean, do they control their own media? You know what I mean? Like China does? Do they, do they have a heavy hand in that? I'm not sure. But I'll have to look into that. That's a good point. Because you, you are right. Everything we hear is Europe. Or, you know, Australia. Or, you know, Great Britain. Or things like that. But I, you're right as far as Israel. And they've hmm. got a new booster that they're rolling out, too. Mm-hmm. And also, also, and I don't, I, and I, I've, I saw this once, so I don't know what the validity of it is, but they are combining the flu shot and the COVID-19 shot within the same shot. I heard that as well. And, um, I have mentioned it to numerous people. I've heard it a few times. I've not researched it myself. Um, but I did hear that the mRNA will be, it'll be like, a, it'll be just a basically an every year flu shot combination. And, um, yeah, I, I, I got the flu shot one time my whole life. And it, that was a few years ago. It will not be happening again. Not even close. It, it affected me. The flu shot just growing up. It affected me worse than getting the actual flu. I haven't had the flu shot since I was a teenager. And, you know, my mom has to get it because she works at the hospital. So she's got to get it. She had to get this vaccine. And I pray every day for my friends and family who were forced to taking this vaccine. And I pray that nothing happens to them. Well, yeah. And I mean, being that we're, you know, a fire family and um, we have a lot of friends that are in the medical field. And I know several of them that are like, I feel worse now than I did before I got it. I'm tired all the time. You know, there's just a, a variety of things and there's a lot of regret. Um, I would say nine times out of 10, I hear if I would have known then what I know now, I wouldn't have done it. And, um, you know, we just, we, we as a family kind of made a pact and said, absolutely not. I got berated by you know, my OBGYN, um, her and I had, we were going rounds when I was in the room for my, my exam. And I said, I'm not getting it. And I finally told her, if you can't tell me that my girl parts are looking good, we're done here. That's your job. Your job is to not, you know, 
um, make me feel bad for not getting it. I'm glad you have your sticker and your little badge on your shirt and you're wearing your bracelet and it's all good for you. And then basically she said, well, you know, it's kind of you're being selfish. And I said, well, great, then I'll be selfish because I'm not getting it. Now, do your exam and let me go. And if not, I'm out of here. And we have to, we're going to have to agree to disagree. We can do that. But she was just hot that I wasn't going to get it. And I said, I'm not getting the flu shot either. Not doing it. You know, I got the, I honestly think in 2019, it was November, I got horribly sick. Now, they suspected COVID came in the States as early as October of 2019. The shit didn't hit the fan until that following March. I've never been so sick in my life. And I had this cough for about three months after. Um, getting sick. I was dog sitting for some friends and I was isolated, so I wasn't anywhere near anybody. And, um, but we had a huge convention um, down in Las Vegas and there were a whole lot of Chinese people that had come over for this convention. And then I've had a lot of people that I've talked to said that they felt like they had the same thing back in, you know, in the late 2019 they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. We're just going to say you have upper respiratory. You're not influenza A. You're not influenza B. We don't know what's going on. We just have to treat your symptoms now. But it was, I mean, just to, just to get up and walk from the living room into the kitchen, I it was like a two-hour nap needed to happen after that. It was horrible. I bet wow. you my oxygen level was super, super low, but nobody knew at that point in time. Yeah, it wasn't pneumonia. My The girl no. that I was dating at the time, her oldest son had it. And it was about uh, that yeah. same time. And I mean, deathly sick for two weeks. Yeah. And I just, it just nailed me. I, my, uh, my son was, uh, diagnosed with cancer. Um, he has mm. leukemia, um, seven mm. years ago, maybe eight years ago. And so we've mm-hmm. been dealing with this and I, I was trying to get an exemption for him so that he didn't have to get the shot, but still attend right. school and right. his cancer doctor had said there is nothing wrong with this shot. Um, just just go get it and and you know go about your business. And I said, has it been tested on kids with leukemia? And I'm and I'm dealing with the nurse's aide. I'm not dealing with her right. because she won't talk to me. Right. So I'm yeah, talking with right. her. I said, has there is there any test that this vaccine has been put onto kids with leukemia? Has those trials been done? Do we know what the adverse reaction is? Do we know what the long term effects are? I already know mm-hmm. the answers. She's not going to answer them. But right, what, right. how do you know my son is going to be safe? Right. Not not just then, but now or five years from now. Correct. Five you know, years that, from that, now, that, I think there's going to be a lot of death. I think there is too. And it's going to be a, a very small, um, you know, the, not small, but the, the younger, the younger people. Um, and the biggest thing that I said to my dog when I was in there was it's too new. And there's not enough study in science. It's like when they came out with the HPV vaccine for girls that'll help prevent cancer and all these things. I fought with my daughter's pediatrician and I said, no, we're not doing it. It is too new. And we had four girls at our school. One of them almost died. She recovered. Another one has severe vaccination um, issues from it. Um, injury from it and the other two one has some mild symptoms and then the other one um, she had an initial and then it, and it went away and she's like well that's just a small number okay well that's four too many in my opinion 
And when she turns 18, my daughter can figure out whether she wants to get it or not. At that point, I'm out. Um, but I, it's the same thing. It just was too new. And, you know, where was it when I was a kid? It, it wasn't there. It didn't exist. So I, I just, I sit back and let it play out and, and then look at it. Um, but we've had a lot of unprecedented things happen with all of these things. Um, people have died um, and other people have made a lot of money. And now they're going to be, you know, slithering off with their millions to never be seen again and protected. You know, there's no, there's no recourse. What's the recourse? Well, you had, you had Joe Biden out. Well, let me, let me finish my last, my last thought first. Yeah. The, the COVID when it originally came out, it was affecting everybody differently. You could have 12 people in a line, 12 people all had COVID, 12 people all have different symptoms, 12 people very differently sick. But mm-hmm. yet you create one vaccine that's got COVID in it, supposedly, and mm-hmm. it's supposed to treat everybody equally. How? Mm-hmm. How is that possible? Well, and, and they, can't even, they can't even get the flu shot correct every year they're like well this is what we're seeing over you know in other countries so we think this is what it's going to look like when it gets here the only times they've missed the boat on that and that's why i don't get it i'll take my chances bottom line we all have an expiration date is that harsh yes that's my black or my white but when is that going to happen and how is it going to happen and if i have any say in it i will control how that happens period. Nobody else is going to do it for me. But you can't even get the yearly flu right. Not every year, but some years it's happened. I think, in my opinion, more than not, because people will get the flu shot and say, oh, well, you know, um, it didn't really do any good. I still got sick. Okay. Or it didn't, it, I felt sicker after I got it. Well, I don't want to feel like crap after I get that. I'm good. But that's the thing. And that's the whole bird of a feather mentality everybody's not the same. We're not all built the same. Our bodies do different things and react differently. And it can't be a cookie cutter shot for every person out there as we now have seen and have witnessed. You've got Joe Biden coming out claiming we beat big pharma. You know what, how, what did you do? What did you do to defeat big pharma? What were you trying to do? Cause it's not profits. Record profits every quarter. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Well, I, I don't know what, what was, I, I, don't, I still don't know what, how did you defeat big pharma? I, yeah, I don't, you know, um, for that particular one, they, in, in my opinion, they didn't, all they did was just slept in bed with them a little bit longer. They got prescription drug prices down. I mean, I, I'm, I'm stretching just happened. to think, yeah, it already happened. Yeah. That already that already happened. That took place when Trump was in um, the whole thing with diabetes medication. And I, I mean, after Joe got in, um, I'm not even going to say President Biden, but after Joe got in, um, they prices were going back up and it didn't take very long for that to happen. And people were freaking out, um, you know, and it I. I don't know how he can claim that when it was already in effect. And that's what people have already said. That was already there. So he can come in and take claim because people seem to have short memories. But for those who believe anything and everything that is said, because there's titles behind these people's names that they're like, Oh, that, you know, they wouldn't do that to us. The hell they wouldn't. And they have. 
and they still are. It, it, you just said of, uh, um, you know, taking people over, it is really out of the box. It is out of the box to think that there is an elitist group out there that just wants to have total control. It sounds like a goddamn movie. It sounds yeah. like, you know, something that, that you drew up and it's a video game that you're trying to play and you got to defeat the bad guys at the very end. But it, it, all of the signs, if you just do a little bit of research, you see what they're doing. Bill Gates said you've got to, there's way too many people on this earth. Through vaccine, we will shorten or we will minimize the population on this earth. And and my big question is, is why the fuck does it matter to him? What difference does it make to him? Why is he so vested in that? And to be honest, if you want to like get rid of a few people, take care of the pedophiles first. Start Line there. them up. 100%. Start there. Boom. Done. Okay, you're out. You murdered somebody and it was proven. Boom. You're done. Because I heard a term yesterday or today that, um, and I don't know if it was, I think I was listening to Bongino, um, that they were like, had something to do with the, the phrase they used, something about, you know, they may not be, um, they're just bad eaters or something. It was a really weird saying that basically they're not productive in our society. Well, you know, you do have people that are, that do things and help other people. And you have people that are, you know, bottom feeders and they just get by and they utilize the system. But at the same time, there should be accountability for people that do bad things. And it's proven that they do bad things. Line them up first. My heart's not going to be broken over it because there's a lot of bad people out there that do a lot of bad things. I don't understand the end game with the theory and I'll say theory um, that I I still don't understand why I question it. What do, do they gain by total control? What, what do they get? What, what, they already have the money. They have more money than they know what to do with. So what is the end game? That doesn't excuse the fact that we should still keep that one eye open and watch what they're doing. Um, it, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, why would it matter to you of my family of four in a rural community in Nevada and that, you know, our, our son has some disabilities and he's not as productive as what you may say the neighbor is? Well, who gets to choose that? But why are you not getting rid of the ones that have been proven time and time and time again that are just bad people? I believe that that answer that you're looking for is because their future families, so their kids' Mm -hmm. kids, Mm -hmm. everything will be more plentiful for them. Right. The elites already have the majority of the money within this world. Oh, yeah. So they're set. They're going to live their life. These people are still taking vacations. They're still traveling. They're still eating what they want. They're still going to be able to live their life. They're the next in the next in line. They're still doing what they want to do. Well, now mm-hmm. we're going to make sure that the next in line, the next in line, the next in line, they're all taken care of with half the population on Earth. But yet they're going to be able to travel around, not worry about crime rate. They're not going to have to worry about food shortages. They're not going to have to mm-hmm. worry about you know whatever they whatever. They'll have plenty of land to be able to own. 
I think right. it's to set up the generations past the current generation, the next generation after that. I think that's what it's right. about. Right. And then I, you know, and then I come back with even, even if, let's just say all of that stopped, like it just, the whole, we want to control the world, this, this elite group, it just stopped. The money that they have, how long would that afford them the lifestyle that they have now for future generations in their family? Is that, you know, are you worried you don't get your 19 room mansion and all your housemates and, you know. Uh, your pool boy, I, that, that's where my, that's where my brain just goes. It just, it doesn't make sense. I don't have that comprehension. And I, I think about it a lot because I can't, I can't get into my black or my white because I, I can't see what the true outcome is for that. You know what I'm saying? I, it just, it, it's a little bit mind boggling to me. Um, but I can still see them coming forward and coming after everybody because it is a power trip. People get in, you think you've got a, a good representative and they go in there and all of a sudden you're like, what the hell happened there? A guy Another that I one work gone. with, you know, I talk about Bill Gates a lot and him buying yeah. the farmland, him wanting the vaccines, him doing mosquito research through the university mm-hmm. of Washington. And mm-hmm. he's like, why, why would he want to kill people off? He's got, he's got, um, computers to sell. He's no, he doesn't. Why? Why? He's got you know. He needs to have more people out there to sell his product, and he doesn't care about that. He's already set up financially. His 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 family's yeah. set up financially. The next generation is set up financially. He doesn't care about that. He's more concerned about the the power that he's going to gain through all of this. That's the <laughs> well, next step. Yeah, and I think some of that comes into play. You know, he got his ass kicked in the schoolyard, uh, and he he has he has something to prove. And some of these elitists, I mean, you know, look at look at Trudeau. In my opinion, if he went to a regular school, I'm sure he didn't because of who his daddy was. But I guarantee you, he would have got rolled in the schoolhouse. It just so some of those people now that they're in that position. Yes, we have power. We like it. We are looking down on the peasants. It's the whole king queen situation, you know, on, on the hierarchy and, and the people at the bottom of the food chain. But I do believe like Gates, like you say, he definitely has something to prove. Is he brilliant? Super intelligent, man. No doubt about it. Um, but, you know, the devil wears Prada. So just saying. You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong <laughs> yeah. at all. <laughs> got a new sponsor here on little extra lambo podcast country creations pack it's my friend courtney she is a photographer who does the happiness photos portfolio photos family photos newborn and maternity photos as well as senior graduation photos check her out at country creations pack dot my that'll be a link that is in the show detail as well as on facebook search her up country creations she does an amazing job she lays out all of the photos of the thousands that she takes and whatever package you choose she's got a multiple variety of packages check her out country creations pack or country creations on google let's uh let's switch gears here and and originally i was i was talking with uh packing patriot 
about his 9-11 story. And we were mm-hmm. talking about kind of the, how, how you know, it, it, we were talking about it being, it being done by our government. It wasn't organic. It wasn't, it was, it was planned by our government and it would not happen today because of everybody being on their cell phones. Everybody has technology at the, at the fingertips. It would not happen today. And you wrote and said that you have a interesting 9-11 story because of your grandfather. Mm-hmm. Let's hear your story. All right. So my grandfather um, was a renowned pilot. Um, he flew in World War II and in the Korean War and had some other missions that were classified. When he retired, um, he retired as lieutenant colonel, and he was still retired slash active. And in 2001, we had four close relatives pass away that day. My dad, my husband's father, um, my grandfather, and my grandmother. And we were approaching the 9-11 anniversary. And I was having a discussion with my grandpa. And I said, you know, I said, it doesn't make sense. A lot of this doesn't make sense to me. And because he has flown everywhere, even did international flying, he told me that the Pentagon, which I've never, I'd never been to Washington, D.C., and, and both of my grandparents are buried in Arlington. And um, he told me, in his opinion, because of all the different aircraft that he had flown, there is absolutely no way that a jet would have been able to fly over the top of the cemetery in Arlington and hit where it hit because of how you know, the Pentagon sits down. There's the freeway or the interstate right there, and it sits down low. Um, he said without damage to the treetops and some of the lights that they had at the time were taller than what they are now. And when my grandpa died, and, and the other thing he told me, he said, if you, if you look at how that plane hit, and he, he was a perfectionist. Um, he, you did not sit in his chair and move the remote just a 16th of an inch. That man knew it was moved unless you asked. I mean, it was just total military dude. And he said he knew something wasn't right when the, the, the first, I don't know if it was tower one or tower two, but you could see the nose of that plane explode before it hit the building. And he said, I saw it. And all my buddies have seen it. And he said, and someday they're going to have this all put together and you're going to see it. And he says, and question all of it. He says, I fought for my government. I fought for this country. I flew in the Berlin airlift. I did all these things. And he said, and I couldn't be more disappointed and ashamed for helping the government the way I did because of the things that they are doing now. And I said, all right. So grandpa passes away and it's in August of 2001. So we are almost at the year anniversary. When you go to Arlington for a funeral, you don't pick the day they tell you when you're coming. And he had one of the highest military honors because of his um, 
his rank when he retired. And then, um, when we got there, um, and, and did his service and the person that they had someone pick us up from the hotel, we drove and he was kind of giving us a little, the, the limo driver was kind of giving us a, a little tour and we stopped where the people across the interstate where they're buried in Arlington. The families decided to let some of their loved ones be buried there and they have the military ranking to be buried there. He told us that when you look at Arlington as, a, you know, like the grounds, an aerial view, the, the outermost people that are buried, if they were to sit up, they face inward. And that was a form, they believed, a form of protection against the others that were on the inside. It was, it was like the first line, if you will. And he said the plots where the Arlington people that passed away, that they are buried, all of them face the, um, the Pentagon. That is the only section in all of that, which I found interesting. And I stood there and I looked up and I was looking at the trees and I'm looking at angles and I just remember our conversation and I'm, I'm looking and I'm like, there's a jet that big. I mean, the belly would have had to have been on the freeway and that didn't happen. Well, why not? And that again goes to question. Why are we questioning this? Some people do, some people don't. And that's why I believe it was an inside job. I mean, I, I physically stood there and I looked and I'm like, there's, there's no way that it wouldn't have even hit the trees on its way in. And I mean, my grandfather flew for TWA for 33 years and retired as a captain. And, you know, he, he had all the stars. We, we had famous people as family friends. And so none of that is shocking to me, but I'll never forget him saying that he couldn't be more disappointed. And, you know, that hurts because he was, I mean, he was a pilot's pilot. The man was known in, in the flying world. Um, he did aerobatics. He, he, you know, restored planes. He's got three planes and three different museums that he donated. He was a pilot. And for him to say that, several months before he passed away was just, it's, it's never left. It's never left me. And so that's my take on it. And my husband and I, we've done quite a bit, you know, of digging and looking at video and, and being a fire family. Um, I, I don't know if you're going to ask me where I was at. Would that be next? Yeah. If that's where the, if that's where you were going to lead to go, tell me your story. Okay. So my husband was on shift and, um, he called and, and there's weird things that happen. It's just like being, you know, if you're a military spouse or first responder, you know, whether you're a pop or fire or medic or whatever, um, there's just certain times that your phone doesn't ring. There's certain times people don't knock on your door and it was really early in the morning and this was his second day on shift. And I'm like, you know, why is the phone ringing? And I answer the phone. I'm like, hello. And of course my heart sinks because we didn't have knocking on the door situation set up yet. If something were to have happened to him while he was on shift. And he said, I you need to turn on the TV. And I'm like, all right. So I turn on the TV and I'm sitting there and he says, do you see it? And I said, yeah, I see it. And then shortly after that, 
the first tower fell. But we we both know, him and me, knew what just took place, especially with the the 343 that died for for fire. Um, That is a number that we never forget. And um, that could have been any of us. It could have been anybody's spouse at that point in time when that took place. And both of us were just extremely quiet. And, um, you know, I, I had tears and I could hear him and he was sniffling. And it, what do you say? What do you say in that situation? And um, I said, are you guys going to have any meetings today? He says, yeah, there's all kinds of shits going on right now. And it's, it's changing on the fly. And he said, so if I don't talk to you today, or, you know, cause he calls, he calls me if he's not busy, usually not the other way around. And he said, so if I don't call you today, I will call you tonight. You know, we, he calls every night when he's on shift and it's, you know, how was your day? What did you do? How were the kids? You know, we always say, I love you. We never go to bed mad at each other the whole bit. And, um, I said, okay. And then, um, he said, and you know, just make sure the TV's not on. So, cause our son's the oldest. So he doesn't see, you know, fire people running around or crush fire trucks and stuff like that. And I said, okay, I said, I gotcha. And so anytime our, our kids were out of the room, then, you know, I turn it on just to watch. And I was just absolutely sickened to my stomach. And, um, so that's where I was at when that took place, but it, it, I don't want to say it hit different. Um, but I think it hit different. And I I bet it did. Yeah. I know it hit different than me because I was in college. I didn't really know the, I didn't know the, the meaning and the, the emotion behind it. I, I thought it was just a plane that flew into the trade center, like a, you know, like a sightseeing plane. Yeah. And then we saw the second plane go in and it was, you know, you don't, then you're in silence. You don't know what to say. Like you had said, you just don't know what to say in that situation. And then still mm-hmm. it didn't dawn on us because we were just dumb college kids. We didn't yeah, know yeah. what had happened until right. after the fact. And then it hits you. Right. Right. And, and the significance of it. I mean, you know, um, and I'm going to, I'm going to do a quick little plug here, but Graham Allen, um, has a, and I'm a brand ambassador for that, but he has, um, you know, shirts that he sells and it goes to first responder families and um, veterans families. And he came up with the slogan, live like it's nine twelve. Well, what happened on nine twelve? We were all unified. Exactly. And so I, I jumped on that opportunity as fast as I could because it still is doing something and it still is making a difference. And I can tell you our little community and we ended up doing a, a boot drive. Um, and our little community, we stood on the four corners um, where the grocery stores were. And I remember I had our daughter on a pack on my back and I had our son standing in front of me on the corner with signs. And in two days, our little county of, you know, 58,000 raised, I think it ended up being 343,000 dollars to go to the International Association of Firefighters that would benefit the firefighters' families that that perished that day. And I mean the banks gave us 
money counters, the one grocery store, we were pulling Gatorades and waters and they're like, we'll just, we'll, we'll check the stop loss and do inventory later. Whatever you need, just get a basket. They were bringing the sandwiches. It was unbelievable what this little town did. And that is something that I will never, as long as I live, forget. And I've showed the, you know, the kids the pictures and, um, you know, when you had, you didn't have digital, but you know, 35 millimeter at the time, but it just, that was the unity because we were all in shock. And I mean, we, we were kind of in a, with other counties around us and other counties a little bit more East. Um, we were all kind of in a competition to see who could, um, raise the most money. And by far our County kicked the shit out of everybody else. It all came together at the end. But it was that friendly competition. Let's see who can make the biggest difference. And it just was, I mean, the change counters, the casinos were letting us bring the change in. And it just, we were getting blank checks. We were, uh, it was unreal. But the unity that, you know, the unity behind that day. And that's why, you know, I, sometimes I'll post, you know, I don't post that I do this and I'm, I'm, I'm this person or that person. I'm just, I'm just a mom. I've been an at-home mom. I support my husband. His job is afforded me to be home with our kids and raise our kids, which is lost in today's society, unfortunately. Um, but the unity behind all of that and that live like it's nine twelve, is, is, you know, it's embedded in me. And um, so that's, that's that story on that end. I want to take just one little break and I want to shine some light on my co-host, my friend, Mr. Albert Garza of the Hotcast One Radio Podcast. He's got a new batting cage in town. It's called In-House Batting Cages. They are on Facebook. They are on social media. Check them out. They do one-on-one pitching, one-on-one fielding and outfielder work. They do one-on-ones for your swings, baseball and softball, and they also will do your team or group, but get down to in-house. Albert will gladly show you around, give you a tour of the facility, let you take a couple swings, but most of all, you're going to get that one-on-one instruction that you probably desperately need to be the better player than you are right now. Get down, check them out on Facebook, in-house batting cages. Amber, the next thing I want to bring up is the schools and how history is taught and specifically with 9-11 and what is being taught to our kids in schools and if it, if it even is being taught. But first... I want to talk about Crave Eats Drinks Nightlife, downtown Spokane, right across from Riverfront Park, the beautifully paid-for, majestic Riverfront Park that had a bunch of money dropped into it. So get down there, enjoy it, get down to Crave, say hello to Jacob and the staff, get your cold drinks, get those jello shots, get those drinks on tap, and always tip your waiters. Let's jump ahead. Okay. To today, and okay. are your kids still in school? I'm I'm assuming that that they are not in school now. They're out of school, following the timeline. Yeah, our our son is um, 25, and he um, is on the uh, spectrum for autism, and he has some other medical conditions, and so he is at home. Our daughter is 22, and she um, currently has a, a a really good job. And she, we have stressed to her, you know, she, she tried doing school. Our son 
tried with, with help and it just, it wasn't for either one of them, which honestly I'm thankful for because unless you're going in for, in my opinion, going in for some type of a trade, I think it's just a waste of money. It's a game. Yep. I and, that as well. uh, yeah. And I, and our daughter, I said, we, you know, our communities and our state and our society needs worker bees and there's nothing wrong with being a worker bee. And so she has a really, really good job. And, um, you know, our son, we just, we take care of him and we, you know, we do the best we can with, with what's in front of us. And, but I, you know, I see a lot of other people that their, their kids are in college and I'm just, you know, that if that's right for them or it's the excuse to move away and, you know, so I asked, some ruckus. Yeah. I asked that because mine are 17, 13 and 12. And well, when it comes, I'm a little bit older than all of you. <laughs> just, a, just a little bit. I'm 27, <laughs> so you've got to be 28, 29 easily. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the forever stamp. I'm always 29 at the age of 52. I won't be for over 29. Absolutely. Uh, so, so my kids are still in school, and mm-hmm. my son's teacher is a history guy. And I, mm-hmm. and I, I love history as well. Those who don't know mm-hmm. history are failed to repeat it. And mm-hmm. so I asked him, I said, I said, look, I said, I said, I understand that as years go by, more history comes about. But when we have like a date like 9-11, like my kids have been in school and they never even talked about it. Yeah. So your kids are older, older. So maybe this is a, this is a great question for you. After, after that event, your kids are going through school. Was it every year they would talk about it and ask for your story and then it fade away? Or was it just not something that you're that the schools that you were in did they even recognize um they did for a little bit after our schools would do um for a while and then it it did fade away as far as the education system initially um i you know maybe go four or five years and um they would do like thank yous and, and take stuff to the firehouse and bring, um, um, you know, goodies or things like that. And, um, but it, it didn't get talked about a ton. Now our kids are obviously in a different situation. Um, the only life they've ever known is the fire life. Um, the shift work, um, you know, like, you know, my, my husband's been gone for four, he's home today and then he's gone again for another eight. So it, it, they're used to me being both mom and dad and, but that it wasn't something that was hugely talked about. Our son, we pulled out of school, public school, brick and mortar when he was in fifth grade. Um, they were just failing him miserably and we did an online charter school and, um, he graduated on time. But I have to say that the, having that school choice was huge because it, it, um, the work was, it wasn't busy work. It was, you know, math aligned with some of the math that was being taught in science, um, in history. So whatever was going on in the scientific community during the history, those two aligned with each other. It all made sense. Um, hell, they even did a consumer math class, which you don't ever see that anymore. Um, but our schools, our schools did fade away from that. Um, however, with our town being as small as it is, um, and being here as long as we have been, we everybody's aware of it. Um, 
and but it, it didn't it didn't get taught you know it it got dropped out um, after a few years so uh, and and I think that that gets lost because we were there we witnessed it and I think there needs not needs to be that's not the way to say it but when you're in you know you grow and you're an adult that there's some type of a major event so most of these kids now in my opinion are going to remember the lockdowns that's their major event that's what they're going to remember they're going to remember the masks they're going to remember no friends they're going to re- and it's that's that's pretty shitty too yeah. you know so i think that's going to be that's going to be their big their big moment i mean my kids are technically millennials but definitely not raised as such not even freaking close not even not even in that category I would I would like to say that of mine as well. I don't I'm I'm yeah. definitely not and I know that my daughter being, you know, 16 17, she has had a job. She's had two jobs and yeah. is eager to go to work, eager to make money, eager to spend money, but yeah. she has she has that inner to that drive to go to work and and work for what she has. Right. And that's almost lost upon society on some of the and our, and our kids are the same way. I mean, I you know, this mama doesn't play that. I, I did. It, it doesn't, our daughter started nannying when she was freaking 13, 14 years old. And she had a list of people who wanted her. Most of them were cops. Most of them were firemen. Um, someone who knew the fire family or the cop family, because again, it's a trust issue. And especially with, uh, you know, police officers, they, they, it, that you don't just get, you just don't go walk into their house and take care of their babies. It just doesn't work that way. So that's been instilled. Um, our son is just a totally different situation and, and we're okay with that. That's just the way it is. You know, what do you do? You can't make somebody something they're not. What other issues of today are you, are you stressed about? What's going on today that, that you're worried about? Um, I think um, the biggest, the biggest thing for us um, that we've been making adjustments with is um, obviously the crunch of everybody, you know, gas prices, um, food inflation. And I mean, I'm, I'm playing the coupon game. I'm playing the digital coupon game. Um, I don't shop unless it's on sale. Um, we have instilled with our daughter, you know, if, if you, if you got to run up, you know, to the town next to us, um, make sure you're going there for something else, not just because you're going to be nilly willy and you just want to drive up there and, you know, just go dick off and, and fart off. Um, and so th- I think that's, that's the biggest thing right now. Um, we've made some adjustments with, with driving, um, there's a purpose to it, scheduling appointments. So they're all in one day. Um, and I also think that the the direction of our country is um, it's at a crossroads, in my opinion. I think that we have a lot of people that are quote unquote representing, but they're not re- representing the people. And I, my Correct. biggest fear, yeah, my biggest fear is that the pushing is going to continue and there might be a big event. Um, and that's what I fear. I fear that they're slipping it in just a little here and a little there and a little here. And it's just under our noses. And then pretty soon it's going to be up our nose and then it's going to be over the top of our head. 
And then we're going to be like, shit, now what do we do? And you just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. Um, it would not surprise me if there would be a, before elections, another huge shooting, if you will, um, blame it on, you know, the, those, those crazy MAGA people. Um, and to be honest, we're no different than anybody else. We all want the same thing. You know, we just want to live our lives and, you know, yeah, plant some seeds in our such backyard. such a and, I know, it's MAGA, stupid. MAGA it Republicans. I mean, and to me, fine. If that's what you want to call me, label me, fine. But you know what? Words don't hurt me because I know, I know who I am as a person. And I know what I represent. I mean, we do have a military family background. Um, my uncle went to Nam four times. You know, um, he didn't have to, but he did. And he died from drinking by the time he was 37. And, um, but I, I just think that, that what people fought for before for this country, and even in Iraq and Afghanistan, was a, a, it was false. Um, it was made up. And I, I think that that fork in the road, I fear we're not too far from that fork. And so that's why, you know, we shop the way we shop. We do things differently. We, you know, like you, you know, I listen to your podcast on the dollar store and I know the dollar store well. And very for a while, well. my husband, <laughs> very well, my husband thought I was batshit crazy. And I said, you know what, better to have it and not need it than need it, not have it. We'll get to it eventually. I mean, that can right there's on that shelf for another time. Um, but I, I just think that there's going to be that push. Um, and if something major doesn't happen before this election, an event, a false flag, an event, something, um, they may try to cover up the voting and the inaccuracies with that, with the false flag. Um, so, so for me, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. I honestly, I, you know, our son has to go to San Francisco sometimes for surgeries and we're very fortunate with where we stay. We're kind of closer to the, the Nancy Pelosi side of, of the city. And that's, that makes me super nervous. I mean, I've got a full-blown bug-out bag. I, I look like I'm going into the woods for days because it, why it hasn't happened yet, I you know, there's the EMP thing. That That's not a hard thing to accomplish, and no. we're screwed. We are screwed if that happens. Um, and I, 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 so that's always in the back of my head. Am I driving too far? Am I going to make it home? What do I have on me? Um, and I mean, you know, we're, we're pretty staunch Second Amendment. And, um, you know, mom, mama doesn't go empty-handed. We'll put it that way. And um, I'll take my chances. But I have to protect my child. And um, But I, I just think that there's, there's a lot of uncertainty and everybody's feeling it. The only thing that I think that's going to keep us at times from... If the fork presents itself in that road and they continue to push, there's a lot of people in this country that are protected. And um, that is an army that I would not want to fight. And it, it has nothing to do. You have, you have liberals that, are, that believe that they should have a right to protect themselves. 
And I guarantee you, if they went into a city and there were some people that was like, you're either loading up on this bus and going to the camp or you're going to sit here and, um, you know, I'm going to fight it out. Who's not going to fight it out? You know, and I, I, I unfortunately think that that's what it's coming to. And if it doesn't, fantastic. I got some extra cans of food just in case. Yeah. It's going to get eaten. It's not going to go bad. Exactly. Your candles exactly. can be used. Your, yep. you know, your extra water, you can use it. Yep. Everything. Yep. And that's what I tell everybody is, yeah, I might, I might look like I'm fucking crazy, but all of this <laughs> stuff isn't going to go bad. I'm going to use it. I check the dates. Yeah. I know what my yep. meals are going to be for the next week. If they're getting close to the dates. Yeah. It's not going to go bad. That's why we do what we do. That's why we get into canning and prepping and, you know, just having mm-hmm. extra stuff. Like, like, you know, mm-hmm. let's say money gets tight for a couple weeks. I know I've got toothpaste upstairs. When that tube runs mm-hmm. out, I just go to the pantry and go mm-hmm. get it. Dude, but, as many times as I've had to be in hotel rooms, I've got so many <laughs> little soap bars and the mouthwashes and the shampoos. And I'm like, it, it just, it, it, it's not being, it's just being ready. I mean, we're, we're one bad day away. In my opinion, we are one bad day away. But what is that bad day going to be? Is it going to be, you know, Putin? Is it going to be whatever? I, I don't know. I, you know, I, I've always said that our, and I've gotten a shit ton of backlash for this. I have always said that our country appears, in my opinion, to be just as communist sometimes as communist countries. The only fact is the communist countries say that they are. Yeah, because uh, I, can, I can see that. Of, yeah, because of the way that we are represented and the fact that we are not represented. And decisions are made, even though that's not what the people want. They do what they want once they get there. They they sing that beautiful song, and then when they get there, the tide turns. And, you know, I've had people say, well, that's a horrible thing to say. Is it? Is it? Because how's your wallet doing right now when you go fill up your tank? It hurts. <laughs> it hurts. It hurts. It, it does. But am I saying we're that type of a country? Sometimes it feels like it with certain things. Sometimes it appears that way because, again, decisions are being made that are not in the best interest of the vast majority of this country, but only for those that are there serving and those that are there making those decisions. Like passing bills at 1 o'clock in the morning and not telling the other side and adding all this shit in there that doesn't need to be there that tomorrow is going to affect you and me. We didn't ask for that. I didn't ask for another $12 billion to go to Ukraine. Where's the money going to Florida? Hello, you got people there that are starving. You got people that have no fuel. Two days and they're out of fuel. No clean drinking water in Mississippi. No, exactly. Kentucky. You know, and yes, and Kentucky got hammered with that. Didn't even get covered. Nope. And those, you know, and those people have been struggling hard. And this isn't their first flood. They've got, they've like back to back. You know, and that's what I'm saying how we're being represented is not for the people of this country. It is for the people that are up there sitting on that, their, their chairs, their damn gold thrones, making decisions that do not, it doesn't affect them. You know, you do have good people up there that are trying. You do. But I think term limits, 
term limits need to happen. Period. Period. I, I believe Don't. that as well. I believe term limits. I, three rows disagrees. Michael says okay. your your term limited is your vote, but it's true. But I don't think it's enough. It's not enough. No, I mean like it's Kathy McMorris Rogers here in Washington State. She's been in 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 the Senate seat for twenty years, I think twenty two, mm-hmm. and I don't vote for her because I believe in term limits. Right. I vote it's for a wash, rinse, repeat. You know, and we've got Catherine Cortez Masto. She's just a rubber stamp for everything up there. And I, I think that term limits need to happen. I think that new blood needs to get in. And I, is it going to always go the way we would like it to go? No. But at least the things are turning. And the other thing that I think needs to happen is when they leave office and they're done, they don't get free medical for the rest of their lives. Nobody else gets it. Correct. They don't get that kick-ass salary that they've been getting this whole time that now all of a sudden they're multimillionaires. That leaves too. If anybody else retires from a job, they get their retirement benefits. They don't get to continue with the same salary they had. To me, it's, it's, that's the way it needs to be. And I think that that, that, might, that might put some people in those positions because they're there for the people and not because of the money that they're going to be able to make and continue to make when they leave. I mean, that, I mean... You know, I told my husband, I'm going to run for president. Why the hell not? Why not? <laughs> I mean, why not? You know, um, but it, it, but that's the thing. I think Donald Trump is the only one who, not only, I think there's been another, but that, that didn't make a shit ton of money while he was sitting in office. His other businesses might have that he kind of put his hands in and walked away from. But the, I mean, Nancy Pelosi, in her district, she's totally putting all these fences up around her house and stuff now. There is no crime on that side of the city. None. You don't see any shenanigans going over there. Money buys protection, bottom line. And most of us don't have that money. So we're, we protect ourselves. And that's a problem for those who, who can buy it. Yeah. So that's where I'm at with that. Well, Amber, I appreciate you coming on to the show. Um, I appreciate you having me. This has kind of been fun. Yeah, we uh, we'll have to do it again. Um, <laughs> your nine uh, eleven story is, and and Tony talked about that too. I think he believes the yeah. same thing that it was not a plane. I have yeah. a video which I screen and and I I screen record everything now because I don't know how mm-hmm. many times I've seen a news article. I've been inside that news article. And I want to go back up to the top and you go down just a little bit too far and it refreshes news article gone. gone. So I (laughs) screen record everything now. And so I've got a, I've got that a very original, it's only one and they scrubbed it of a news art news anchor outside the Pentagon talking about there is no tail fin. There's no wings. There's no, no um, debris from a plane here Mm -hmm. and it's gone. It was, it was yeah. scrubbed. Yeah. Well, so, and, and they, they can cover up whatever they want. The, the plane in the, the field in Pennsylvania, there was, the cameras went down. Something happened that day. But there was no, again, the cell phone situation other than the phone calls that the people made on the plane, you know, but there was no video of anything other than, you know, I think there was some debris on that one too, though. Um, I, 
vaguely remember. Um, I think I did see some of that, but you know, that could have just been an, a, a plane. You know what I mean? I just, it, it, it is a, it is all mind boggling, but you know, I don't know. It's everybody has a story, you know, and I don't mind sharing it. I obviously keep some details a little close to the chest, but, um, for the most part, it's, it's been a pleasure being on here and I would absolutely love to do this again. My son thinks it's the best thing on always telling all of his friends. My mom's on a podcast and I think it's hilarious. <laughs> and they're, they get a little, they get a little butthurt that I have more followers on TikTok than they do, but it's, it's pretty funny. He's like, how in the heck? And I'm like, we're just made different, honey. That's what I tell him. <laughs> how, how, uh, so we'll end with, we'll end with this since you brought it up. How did, how did you get yeah. on the TikTok? What was your main, what was your, what was your, entry into TikTok? My entry into TikTok was my daughter had the app and I said, that is the dumbest waste of time I have ever seen in my life. And then I saw, I was scrolling through her TikTok and I kind of got on to, you know, the side that I, that I do with and, and the conservative side. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going in. So I put it on my phone and I had her help me set up that first account and, and that's just how it happened. And, um, you know, I, I get we're on somebody else's platform, um, and you know, they can do certain things, but it is fun in my opinion to rattle the nest just a little bit. You got to do that because if not, we're just a bunch of sheep and I'm not a sheep. I'm not going to be a sheep. So the more, the more feathers I can ruffle and it's like Kramer. Kramer's blunt and harsh and to the point. He doesn't give two shits. And I'm not on there to make friends. I really don't care because none of them are going to come and save me in the end. It's not going to happen, you know? Um, so, th- so that's how I got on there. And then I came across the other guys and I've, I've talked with them a few times and, you know, with um, Mr. Freedom Stick's wife. And um, I always address the wife or the girlfriend in the picture because women are weird and they get all jealous and shit. And I, I don't play that very well. So I make sure that they know I'm there for, it's, it's a strictly a platonic relationship. That's it. I'm, I'm just here to talk about certain things and pick a brain and get a different viewpoint to see if I'm angling it all as much as I can in my brain. Am I missing something? Yeah. Um, and she's very know, protective yeah. of him. Yes, she is. And, and I'll call, I'll call him up and, and he'll be, he'll just start going. You know how he is. And, oh and she'll be like, who are you talking to? He's like, oh, it's just Lambo. She's like, oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. And that's okay. And I, you know, he is, but she, she definitely knows because I actually, he did his classes and I, I did go into one of the classes just to see, you know, what am I missing? Um, communications was a huge thing that I didn't consider. Um, when I, when I took his class and so I actually have her phone number and, and when he went off of TikTok, I, you know, I messaged her and said, Hey, listen, I, I totally understand. Um, just letting you guys know, I'm thinking about both of you and, um, you know, don't fight too much. Cause he even says she hates when I'm on this app and, you know, they, they've, they've had their, you know, different views in that perspective. He's a fighter, not going to be silenced. And so that gets him going and she's like, dude, you're putting too much out there. Settle it down. Um, and, but you know, but you, it's different for women. And that's one reason why I wanted to come on here. Um, because I think some women are afraid of speaking out and and saying, this is what they think. And this is what they believe because they're afraid that, you know, the, the, the birds of a feather in the room are not, 
going to look at them the same way. And I don't, I don't give a rat's ass. I don't care. You can like me or you don't. I'm not everybody's cup of tea and I'm okay with that. But that's why I get along with guys better because men just approach things differently. You know, women are too worried about what she's going to say. And this is, and I don't, I don't, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Yeah, I hope, uh, and this is for both sides, and and I I've made this post several times on my Facebook. There are very there are a lot of like minded people who I am friends with that just do not say a word. They do exactly. not they do not put themselves out there. They do not engage in discussions going on in in either thread or in real life. They just mm-hmm. sit back and watch. And right yeah. now is and not complain. the time. No, and complain. Don't complain then. What have you done? What are you doing? You know, and if my voice is on TikTok to to reach that one person, I had someone make a comment today that, you know, I did about the vaccines and, you know, I was, this person said I was pushed into a corner and, and I had to do it to see my mom in a nursing home. And, you know, well, you know what? That was the choice you made for yourself. But nobody is in charge of your own person but yourself. And the doctors work for you, period. And I have had to advocate our son's whole life. And I do not take no very well. If someone says, you can't do that, I'm the one in the back going, oh, yeah, watch this. What are you going to do? But, I, you know, and she said, you need to be not so insensitive. I'm not being insensitive. I'm just being truthful. Think for yourself. Have your, you're a free thinker. Use your brain. But some people just, they just can't. and Or they don't want that adversity. And I... <laughs> my husband we go somewhere and he'll say behave <laughs> <laughs> behave easy and I'm like you know I'm gonna walk with somebody else or just go a few steps ahead because that person right there is undone and they're pissing me off and I'm not you know and, and rude people or my dad is just a big you know you got a line of people and that one person cuts in line and everybody you know everybody's thinking the line's back here why are you cutting and then here's Amber Excuse me, did you not see the line back there? It's, there's like five people back that you need to stand behind. And then they're like, oh, oh, sorry, I didn't see it. Well, now you know. So move. <laughs> get back there. <laughs> yeah, you're in the back, dude. You're done. Just get moved to the back. So that that's how I roll. And I just, does it, yeah. Does it make controversy sometimes? Yeah. And, you know, whatever. It, but at least I know that I'm going to go home and put my head on a pillow and know that I treat people with respect. I would give my shirt off the back to anybody who needs it. I really would. But if you're going to be a douche canoe, I'm going to tell you you're a douche canoe. 100%. And, you know, so, yeah. But, so, but thank you for letting me come on your show. I appreciate it. This appreciate you coming on. Um, give us your, your TikTok account. And I believe it's the same name under Instagram as well, right? Yeah. My, well, my Instagram is um, envyamber 70 and um, I have, I think I may be at 200 followers at this point, so I'm getting there. Um, and then um, if you search or hashtag um, NVAmber, um, I think when I did a TikTok today, it was at like, I think like 70,000 views. So I try to put that in there. But I do have four accounts that I'm kind of playing with right now. Um, the, the, and they all have account warnings. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I've done pissed off the TikTok guys. So, but Indy Amber dot and eleven is is getting the most action right now. Um, 07 is the one that has the most followers and likes at this point. So, 
Um, it'll it'll come right up when you when you start putting that in one thing that bothers me with the hashtag like i should have well over a million hits on my hashtag a little extra lambo every time you lose an account those numbers go away right i'm like this is ridiculous it's a numbers game and that's why when i lose an account it's a badge of honor it's like it's like another notch in my belt i'm like Fuck yeah, here we go, going in again. And my kids are just like, you got banned again? And I'm like, isn't it great? And I'm like, this is the best thing ever. I love it. And they just shake their heads and walk away. And I'm just like, here we go. And so it's fine. Go ahead. Take out another account. They're super easy to make now that I know what I'm doing. You know, so that that's how I approach it. I just laugh because when yeah. I can come back and go, oh, I'm on account 12. <laughs> Well, we appreciate you. Appreciate the content that you put out there. Um, great Patriot. Get on there at MV Amber and it'll come right up. Follower as well as on Instagram. Let's get those numbers up. Get those likes up. Amber, thank you for coming on. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Amber, thank you for coming on to the show. Uh, I enjoyed your grandfather's story. Uh, the 9-11. You are a firefighter family and thank you for all of your family service, all your military family service. Thank you for all of that. Uh, hopefully you like today's show as well. Um, definitely have to have Amber on again. That was, she was a great guest and hopefully we can get more, more, uh, uh, the female perspective on and talk about uh, being a Patriot, talk about being within the military as a female, within the police ranks, law enforcement, you know, just that perspective as well as, if you're a conservative, if you're a Republican, if you're, you know, on on the right side of the scale of the spectrum, and you're not talking, you're not loud, you're not doing anything. You've got to get out there. You've got to open your voice. Your voice is a weapon. Fucking use that shit. That's a quote from Packing Patriot. Use it. Your voice is a weapon. The those who are sitting back silent will be judged, because if you're not out there promoting the truth, promoting what is going on, getting people the information that they need, and you're just sitting back and letting the world crumble in front of you, you will be held accountable. So get out there. Um, Amber, thank you for coming on. I'm going to, like I would said in the intro, I'm going to start working on that 9-11 show for New Year's, and I'm going to shoot a text out to the to the guys, to uh, Freedom Stick, Packing Patriot, Three Rows, see if I can't schedule a time where we get all three of them on, and we talk about... 9-11 and we'll have that as a new year's eve show so that is i should put that on the producer i'm gonna put that on my producer i'm gonna have him do it save me the the save me from having to do another scheduling like that but we'll have the producer do it so um hit that notification bell for me please a new show comes out and it's gonna pop up right at the top of your phone hit that like button hit that follow button follow me patriot lambo 3.0 on tiktok follow me at lambo 4.0 on tiktok a little extra lambo on on instagram and as well as facebook so an nv amber point i think seven eleven four i think those are all going so check her out as well on tiktok it's been a great show thank you amber peace <laughs>